0: And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. You know, this show's gotten really, really stale, and I think that people want want some additional uh, characters on our show.
1: Yes, yes, they do. Uh, Too bad we don't do a, a video podcast. Because we could show him our new our new co-host. I don't think he's going to say a lot of words. He might growl at you though.
0: Yeah. Or bark. Or bark. And bark. And bark. And bark. And bark. Bark. Woof woof woof. <laughs> the Steven and Robert and Gremlin show. Yeah, we're and gonna we're gonna we're gonna add we're gonna add Steve's dog Gremlin. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna jump in. Maybe woof every once in a while, <laughs> give us his two cents, um but while we talk about this episode, um think about how many episodes the simpsons have had, and really they've they've kept the same cast of characters
1: yeah i mean we- they've obviously i mean they've obviously added characters up into this episode, I mean they've added. Crusty and Roger Myers and Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz and you know Lenny Carl Moe I mean some of these guys have been around since like the first season but I mean even after this they've added a ton of characters mainly like a lot of them have been like one-off guest celebrity voices that we yeah, never so that's see not really again. adding that's
0: not adding a new character that's yeah. just having a celebrity guest voice yeah. But uh but no uh the Simpsons just, uh, well, not really the Simpsons. This is more <laughs> itchy and scratchy.
1: Yes. Well, they, no, the Simpsons, the Simpsons added quote unquote oh, sure. a character. But, I guess they did too. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, you know, I, I think when we first started out, I, I had mentioned that the Simpsons really didn't do a whole lot of social commentary. Well, technically <laughs> this isn't social commentary. It is commentary on shows that add a character because they think it's, the, the the it's stale so they need to add something new yeah. to make their show better and most cases I don't think it's worked we'll talk about it I'm sure when we get a little bit more yeah. um but this week we are doing season 8 episode 14 the itchy and scratchy and poochie show yeah because that's a hierarchy of animals that's right uh, this aired February 9th 1997 now we didn't notice this with Simpson califragilis Um, That episode actually aired February seventh, ninety seven, which was a Friday. Now we yeah. both looked into this. We couldn't find anything. Yeah, if you guys out there know why
0: they recorded two or showed two Simpson episodes like within three days, you know, let yeah. let us know because it'd be really interesting to see.
1: My, you know, why my, they might have done it. My theory is that it was a special that they recorded for that Friday. That's my only my only assumption is yeah, that they did it as a special. Yeah, it's um, so weird. I think when did Ma- I think Mary Poppins came out in like 64? Something like that. It's an I mean it's an old old uh yeah, nineteen sixty-four. So I can't even say it was like a thirtieth anniversary thing. Yeah. The 33rd 33rd anniversary thing. I mean technically you could say, oh yeah, uh it was a 33 year thing, but I mean no, you can't because it was released in August. Yeah. I mean most I mean most movies and tv shows when they've hit like a year mark they, it doesn't matter when it was like the exact date it was released there's like oh yeah, it's the 30th year that it, it's been out so maybe i don't i don't know it's it was odd i was like looking at the air date for this one and i'm like I, it's yeah it's it's weird you want to um,
0: know something else really fun about this episode there's a dog in it no, 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 no. This episode, which is the 167th episode of The Simpsons, have just surpassed the Flintstones mm. in the number of episodes produced for a primetime animated
1: series, which had 166. I believe, I'll have to look it up later, and when we get to that actual episode, I believe it now has more episodes than Gunsmoke. Oh, that, which was, was, Pat, the... that was years ago. No, it was pretty recent. It was in the last few seasons they passed up guns. Well, yeah, like three, four seasons. Yeah, but it's it's but, been a while. That's old news. Yeah. Um. But yeah, The Simpsons obviously now is the longest running episodic TV show on cable network, yep. which will never be passed. Uh, scripted, I should say scripted, because I believe technically uh, the WWE. Has a ton more episodes than The Simpsons, but they air ev- like every week.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's, there, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to have more episodes than The Simpsons, but this is like animated prime time. Yeah,
1: like category. Epi- ep- yeah, episodic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our recap: uh, The Itchy and Scratchy writers add a new character who is voiced by Homer Simpson. Hey, uh, look, Homer Simpson's got another new job. Yep yes he does uh our chalkboard gag this week none uh and our couch gag oddly is a repeat from Bart After Dark it is the Beatles couch gag where like you have like the old Simpsons and you have all the stuff out in front and yeah that's the, a that's a weird one because that
0: was last season right is
1: that last season or is this that that's still this season I uh, wanted Bart after it wasn't Bart after dark, like the second episode this season. Oh, was it? Oh, there's so many seasons; they all blend together. Yeah. Oh, Bart after dark is was it, the fifth 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 episode the, this season. Okay, yeah. so that makes sense. So they they didn't. I mean, is this the second repeat? Yeah, I think okay. this is already the second repeat, which is weird because normally they don't start repeating until. I mean, we are kind of in the back half, but next next week's episode is in a repeat. No, no,
0: they're just getting crazy at season eight. Season eight, they're going nuts.
1: Yeah, yes, they are.
0: Um, so this week we open up with Krusty (laughs) covered in pies after his uh one man (laughs) pie fight.
1: How do you have a one man pie fight? Isn't isn't that just rolling in pie? No, 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 it's just hucking pies at yourself. I mean, but you'd basically be like hitting yourself with a pie. Yes, it's crossing the Clown, man. Weird. He just wanted to. He
0: just wanted to hit himself with pies. Leave him alone. <laughs> that's what. That's all. Leave him alone. He wanted to hit himself with pies.
1: Who doesn't want to hit himself with pies? Uh, me. Oh, you don't? No, I want to eat a pie. I don't want to hit myself with a pie. Oh, okay. Pies yeah. are delicious. Well, some pies are delicious.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, uh, after his one-man pie fight, we, uh, get introduced to another Itchy and Scratchy episode because, you know, it's time for the Itchy and Scratchy portion of the Crusty the, the Clown show. Yep. And, uh, this week we have Why Do Fools Fall in Lava? Well, why don't you tell us why? So, Scratchy pays Itchy the $5 fee to a volcano bungee jump.
1: that's that's a pretty good fee for bungee jumping. I'm pretty sure, so, side note, I'm pretty sure if you tried to bungee jump into a volcano, obviously Scratchy is going to die here because that's the, the nature of the cartoon, but I'm pretty sure you would burn up about halfway down the volcano.
0: I don't know. I guess I've never been inside a volcano before. I don't know how they work. Plus, volcanoes don't have pools of lava in them they don't they, that's completely false they don't have pools uh, of lava lava's underneath and as the tectonic plates shift and pressure releases the lava comes up from those plates and shoots out so yeah, there's not a science pool of,
1: by steven skalansky there's not a pool
0: of lava sitting <laughs> uh, at a volcano okay. that's not how okay. that works okay um so itchy slashes open scratchy stomach yanks out the end of his intestines yeah pushes them into the volcano Cause that's the best way to bungee jump is using your own intestines. <laughs> right. Cause they're very boingy. I don't think yeah. they are. Uh, uh screaming they're, scratchy. they're
1: pretty elastic, but yeah, I don't oh. think they're, uh, well they have to, dude, we have like, God, what is it? It's like two miles of intestines in our body. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so yeah, uh, they're pretty elastic. <laughs> yeah.
0: So screaming scratchy plummets towards the heart of the volcano but thanks to his intestinal bungee cord, stops just short of the fiery lava. Meanwhile, Itchy pours gasoline into the other end of Scratchy's <laughs> intestines, and Scratchy covers his mouth and his cheeks balloon with gasoline as they burst, and he is consumed by flames. So oh,
1: poor Itchy. It's
0: a good way to die.
1: I mean poor Scratchy. Or a poor bad Ichi. way to die.
0: I don't know. I guess if getting... it's
1: if it's swift and kick uh, quick.
0: Yeah. So uh you know, the, we cut back to the the Simpsons living room, and the the kids aren't watching the show. Where where is everybody? Yeah, where'd they go? Well, I'll tell you where they are. They are uh, in the kitchen eating cereal cause... So is Crusty the Clown like the Bozo the Clown show? Like it aired Saturday? Well, no, I mean, no, no, I don't know no, like...
1: because as we'll see later in like a few minutes, the show airs at four o'clock. Oh yeah. So they're having an afternoon snack of cereal. Okay. I guess some kids like having cereal. I liked having cereal. As a... Now, I normally didn't like eat it with like milk. I would just s- snack on it. But, yep. So Marge
0: asks the kids if uh, they like the show. And Lisa says, Grab No interrupting, carry the show. What are we talking <laughs> about? Come on the show when we have you. <laughs> okay. So Lisa says they do, but they can watch it when it when it's so beautiful outside. And obviously she's just reading the cereal box, not looking outside. Because, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Bart uh, tells his mom that the kids love her and Homer, but they don't need to see them every day. You know? Yeah. And then Marge says, yeah, the occasional hug is all I ask for. And hugs Bart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Bart tells her, oh, you could... You can hug me when I'm asleep. It's like I do. Good lord,
1: boundaries, Marge, boundaries.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I let Elliot go to bed, and that's about it. He's, yeah, he's in bed. He's done. That's mm-hmm. it. So, next up, we have Roger Myers in his office going to see Krusty. So Roger <laughs> Myers goes to see Krusty, and we see a sign of the door uh, reading. Cleaning crew, the liquor is not for you. Hey, that rhymes. It does. And <laughs> apparently the cleaning crew likes stealing Krusty's alcohol.
1: I mean, wouldn't you if you cleaned out Krusty's... <laughs> yeah.
0: Office? Maybe. Um, I guess I might have a snifter of uh, brandy. Yeah. Um, so, and... Uh, so Myers greets Krusty and says, uh, you know, asks if he got his teeth whitened. And Krusty <laughs> says, yes. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Um, he's just getting distracted. And then yeah. Myers tells him that Itchy and Scratchy are screwing up the ratings. Because <laughs> uh, there's a chart behind them that shows a drop in viewership. And we see the chart starts at, you know, four o'clock when the show starts and goes in five minute increments. Because that's kind of how like those segmented shows are. You can kind of see when people kind of. So So, here's the thing. That's not
1: how it works. Um, It's not five minutes. It's every half hour even well no it's every half hour i do <laughs> are you arguing with the guy who works in news no but I'm. you don't you do news not <laughs> daily like it's steve it's to show. i have steve i have seen charts i know yes. how I, I know how breakdowns work it's not every five minutes it's every half hour but the show is a half hour how can yeah, you tell but, how good a show is doing if you they, just at, they just look at they just at the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour. they don't look at well, you can cut so with the new the new the new boxes um they can kind of tell because they do for local news, they're like, well, you need to hit your brakes at certain points, which is weird um, but in the nineties in the nineties, there's no way. That Krusty now, maybe this is like from like four months prior. But if this is like the day after the the itchy and scratchy show, why, why do falls fallen lava? There is no way in the mid-90s Krusty would even have this information available. Because the way the way ratings used to work, and they still kind of do it a little bit. Uh, They have what is called meter markets now, where they can can get the information the next day to see how things stacked up. But, like, in the old days, you would sit down, watch a show, write down, you know, write what show you watched, what station it was on at what time, and then you'd uh, send that in. And then Nielsen, like, when you did this, they would give you, like, a box, like a cable box that would... You know, record when you were watching t v The problem with that method is some people just turn on the t v for background noise sure so so nowadays, they have what is called metered markets where they can record the data and look at it and see, "Oh, this is you know viewership drops here it's and again, it's not every five minutes it's they look at commercial breaks. Which is like every six minutes. It, it varies. They want to have a five-minute breakdown.
0: Yeah, is what but I'm saying. T- it would be.
1: It would be more like, oh, one of the commercial breaks hits.
0: Sure, but this kind of makes sense though, because obviously, crustiest segments. Now, I kind of relate this to the Both of the Clown show because yeah. after the grand prize game, yeah, I would turn the TV off. I'm like, all wait, I did there was, was... Stuff,
1: Wait, there was stuff after the grand prize game yes yes there was no the grand prize wasn't the grand grand prize game the end of the show no
0: it never was there was always another 20 some minutes after that with more skits and whatnot i but i always turned it off after the grand prize game because i was like all right i just wanted to see some (laughs) idiots not make the ball in the bucket the easiest stupid game in the world
1: so it's uh, it's your fault i didn't realize there was more stuff because I always yeah. watched it with you. Exactly. And you would turn it. And you'd interi- be like, oh, okay, the show's over. And, and it was the over. <laughs> after, the <grand laughs> it price,
0: after the grand prize game, that show was basically over. So, but see, I kind of get why they do this for the Crusty yeah. Clown show, because I kind of want to see what's going on. Yes. But, you know, Meyer, Myers inquired about what happened at 425 and asked if lightning hit the transmitter. <laughs> and Crusty says, yeah, that's what I thought. Wait, then he realizes he's being distracted again and tells Roger to shut up. And then uh, Krusty points out uh, that that's where Itchy and Scratchy landed. And Roger says that his show is critically acclaimed. I mean, it is. It's won awards. It's got a movie. It's got a lot of stuff. I uh, claimed my butt. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Krusty you know, yells about replacing Itchy and Scratchy with a Chinese cartoon with robots that transform. So is so, that, uh, what's that, GoBots? GoBots, uh, I, maybe Power Rangers. No, they don't transform.
1: That's not they a, do? A show,
0: that's not a show about Chinese r- robots that transform. Maybe Transformers or GoBots. Maybe, maybe Voltron. Yeah, that's kind of pushing it, but maybe Voltron.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, I think. Well, I think this is also like him saying Chinese cartoon with robots that transform is talking about like the popularity of robot TV shows. Too. Yeah, because I mean they were. I mean, look, we had Transformers, Power Rangers. Yeah, it's not necessarily about robots that transform, but they it's do not. have. They have but a it sword. has. But it ha- they're robots. No, they're not. They're vehicles. They're robots. No,
0: Zords are vehicles. They drive they're... them around. No, they fly. Well, okay, the pterodactyl flies, but they're just they robots. They don't.
1: They're vehicles. See, you just said they're robots. ha I got No, you. I said they're vehicles. <laughs> they're No, they don't drive. They don't yeah, have do. wheels. They don't have wheels. Yes, they do.
0: Go watch it again. Every single one has wheels except the pterodactyl, okay, which flies. Okay, then what's the Megazord? That's taking all the vehicles and combining them into one big-ass giant vehicle. No, the Megazord is a robot. No, robots are sentient. They can do their own things. What?
1: No! A robot doesn't have to be sentient. Haven't you ever seen the robot battles? Where people build giant robots to, to destroy each other in robot battles? Those are robots. I don't think I'd call those robots. They are robots. You've mechanically controlled them. That is what a robot is. I don't know. Robots aren't sentient beings. Transformers are. They're robots in disguise. <laughs> yeah, in disguise. They're no transformers are aliens. They are not. They are a- they're alien robots. All but right, they're we're off Topic Go. <laughs> um, So Krusty tells Roger that he is a lazy, lazy man. He's like, I'm gonna give you one more chance, and don't come back until you fix it, itchy and scratchy. <laughs> so Roger's like, fine, and he leaves, and he slams the door so hard that it falls off its hinges. <laughs> and you see, Mel is just waiting outside of Krusty's office. Yep. Like, I don't know if Kr- <laughs> I don't know if he should go in next, man. <laughs> well, Krusty tell is secretary's like, all right, Mel, you can go in. And Mel is soliciting donations for the Rock and Roll Museum from Krusty. <laughs> and Krusty just looks at him. He's like, Isn't... he's not, Krusty's not a museum. Mel's like, I'll oh, come back later. Is it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio? No. Oh, no, it's that's the in... Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's in Cleveland.
0: Sorry. Cle- okay. So is The Simpsons in Ohio now? Yes. Because why would Mel be, uh... Trying to get donations for that. Oh, I mean, I guess it's kind of a nationwide place. Yes. So maybe, maybe people in other cities was it was like the was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really like that? Like, was no one going to it at the time? Or I don't know. I mean, they they do take donations. Yeah, I guess. I guess a lot of because that's like a like a museum. Like it's kind of like a public place. Yeah, I've never been. Neither have I. I don't care to go. Because the people that get, like, put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, half the music now that's going in there, are they're not even rock and roll.
1: Yeah. They're, like, Lady Gaga or some garbage. Yeah. Well, don't say that. You're going to piss off viewers. Um, <laughs> garbage! <laughs> uh, Marge and the kids uh, go to the Springfield Mall, and Marge tells Bart and Lisa that she needs to buy a brassiere. And oh, my tells... God. I don't want to know that. <laughs> yeah. I, and tells them to wait by the credit department, where Hans Molman is in the background. It's Hans Molman, <laughs> and he needs credit. Yep. Uh, Bart asks Marge if they can just, you know, wander around and be back there later. And Marge, you know, thinks about it. You, you know, you think she's kind of like, no, you need to stay with me because you're children. But she's like, no, oh, okay, go on, be careful, though. You know, I don't think our mother would let us do that at 8 and 10. Roam around the mall? Yeah. Yeah, maybe oh, we- not. I well, her probably not, but I don't know. Racine Mall isn't that big. Yeah, I can't. I uh, guess I can't really remember. I guess we always roamed around with her. Yeah. Um. So Bart asks March. Oh wait, I already said that. Uh, Bart and Lisa walk off and are immediately met by this older gentleman <laughs> who asks them if they would like to come with him, which obviously is a joke on Stranger Danger. And Bart and Lisa agree. Well, no, because no, no, so that's that's not exactly true. Well, I mean, it
0: kind of could be because it was the nineties, yeah. but I was in the Mall of America roaming around, and yeah. we were up on like the third floor, and there was a guy standing outside, like, "Hey, you wanna do something? Come here, <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, cool, <laughs> and it was for like literally this the same thing oh uh, like I mean, that, I, it wasn't in the nineties, this was like two thousand five, two thousand six, but this sort of thing actually does exist where they hang out in malls, have a back room somewhere where they take
1: you to to watch shows. Uh that just sounds really sketchy, and I would have probably like the way he did it, it wasn't like he was standing in front of a door. He jumped out from behind the shelving. <laughs> like uh... I would be like, no way, man. At least tell me what it's for before I agree. No, no, it's... no, it's a secret. Um, and so they go to the mall conference room where they have a sign up that says five o'clock focus group. So it's five o'clock at night when they're at the mall. I feel like that's almost dinner time. Yeah. Marge really needed her bra, man. Yeah, right. And then seven o'clock night school graduation. (laughs) All right. Apparently they have a night school at the mall. Springfield
0: mall. Uh, what was the mall of America had, uh, uh, college in the mall for the longest time. It was uh, no. that National American University, I think. Remember those oh. like jingles on like the radio or the TV for that that college?
1: Nope. No, maybe. Yeah, no.
0: uh, yeah. They had a college at the
1: at the Mall of America. Oh, so uh, the guy. So we see Bart, and Lisa, and Millhouse, and Nelson, and Ralph, and uh, another girl uh, in a room. Was it Janie? No, it wasn't Janie. It was uh, it was a white girl. Oh, you're right. Um, and so the moder- so this the guy, the guy that asked Bart and Lisa to join the focus group is the moderator. And he thanks the kids for participating in the focus group. Yep. And he explains to them that they will be watching Itchy and Scratchy. And he's like, "Hey, just be honest with us, because you know no one from the show is there spying on them." <laughs> and you see a comically large double sided mirror on the wall. And yep. uh so somebody behind the mirror sneezes and Lisa's like, Why did that mirror just sneeze? And the moderator is like, Oh, it's just an old creaky mirror. Sometimes it sounds like it's sneezing or coughing or talking softly. And the moderator gives a thumbs up to the mirror, and Lisa's is like, I don't trust you. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever done a focus group for anything? <laughs>
0: can't say that i have so i i did the tv one and then i used to do um like uh in the minnesota we had like food because there's a lot of things Uh, in minnesota so we have uh what do we have we have a lot of stuff in minnesota we have uh, uh general mills we have post we have uh what's the chicken one tyson tyson we have a few, we have a lot. I mean, Minnesota is obviously farming Midwest. Yeah. Like we have a lot of uh, factories and a lot of uh, food manufacturers in the state of Minnesota. I didn't know, like, didn't know there were so many, but, uh, so they do a lot of focus groups and there's a company that literally does everything, tasting meat, granola yeah. bars, everything. So I actually got paid to do a lot of these focus groups. Oh, uh, when I worked from home, cause I was like, Oh, I could, take off at like you know three two o'clock and go do some get paid to do some focus groups when i'm not busy so yeah they're they're interesting they don't, don't they never had people hidden behind a glass door but <laughs> they they do want you to be honest that's the weird yes. thing and they actually here's the funny thing about it and it kind of reminds me of what the kids are going through is they want you to speak up like, oh shit, yeah. oh, yeah, they, they
1: need to know if their product is good or
0: not. Well, no, no, no. But it's not just participation from like three or four people in the group. They actually look for people that either A, want to make change, or B, have an, outgo- excuse me, an outgoing-ish personality that will speak up. Because there's the people that don't want to do it and get paid for it, but will just <laughs> kind of sit in the chair all like, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> or give really bland answers that like, yeah. yes, it was good. Well why? Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, I think they think this is this is kind of a cool uh cool take on it. No no glass no glass mirrors <laughs> in my focus
1: groups. No no sneezing mirrors. No sneezing mirrors. Uh so the moderator explains they have knobs in front of them and they can turn it to the right when they like something, and turn it to the left when they don't. Yep. So clearly not kinda of, not like the uh focus groups you've done because this is Basically, we like it. We don't like it. Yeah. Or maybe they they'd ask questions too. Well, I think um, this was this was like the like
0: it don't. They're supposed to do it during the episode to yes. see
1: what parts of the episodes
0: they yes. like and what parts of the episodes
1: they don't like. And then Ralph Wiggum go, uh has the knob in his mouth. He's like, "Does that funny?" Oh my god! Because yeah, he supposed to. And the mo- I love the moderator takes it out of his mouth. He's like, "Please refrain from eating <laughs> the knob." <laughs> And so the kids watch uh a Itchy and Scratchy cartoon where Itchy and Scratchy are playing pool. And Itchy uh, hits the cue ball uh, right into Scratchy's <laughs> face, knocking Scratchy's eyes out. And yeah. Scratchy puts the six and the nine pool balls into his eyes. You know, thinking they were his eyeballs. And, yep. you know, all the kids like it. Yep. Because yeah, it's funny. It's violence. Um, yep. And so then the next scene they watch, uh, Itchy and Scratchy are at the beach. When a buff dude walks in and Nelson takes, uses Milhouse's knob to indicate <laughs> that Milhouse really liked, he just keeps like flipping it to the lake. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so we see, we cut to the
0: other side of the mirror that, that clearly no one's on the other side, you know, yeah, watching you. Uh, we see Roger Myers and he's watching from behind the mirror and points out that that kids, the kids love itchy and scratchy. And one of the kids really likes the speedo man. (laughs) What more do they want? (laughs) And uh, so the moderator, you know, comes out and starts talking to the kids. And he's like, okay, how many of you kids would like Itchy and Scratchy to deal with real life problems? Like the ones you faced every day. And all the kids are like, me, I would. And then the moderator is like, and who would like to see them uh, do the opposite? Getting into far-out situations involving robots and magic powers, <laughs> and all the kids are like me, yeah, I would. The mother's like, so you want a realistic, down-to-earth show that's completely off the wall, and swarming with magic robots? He, yes, yeah, and yeah. All the kids are like, wait a minute, they just said what we wanted, and yay! Yeah. They're not quite sure, <laughs> like. <laughs> And then Milhouse tells the guy they should be able to win
1: things by watching. Yeah, I remember in the '90s where they used to do a lot. Well, it was of, a lot of phone calls. Like it was yeah. it was phone calls
0: because obviously yeah. text text to win didn't exist. And
1: but even now nowadays they have. To, I, I know I know the big one is Wheel of Fortune where you can yes. like
0: yeah you can but that's play all online.
1: Well, that's, yeah, online. that's online. But you still have to. I think you still have to watch the show to see if you won.
0: Yes, you have to watch the show, see if you won, and then I think you have
1: to get a code or something to yeah, put I in. Think, I think they show a code on the show. Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of shows back in our day, because uh, you know there was. I mean, even The Simpsons did a contest with "You Shot Mr. Burns," that nobody won. <laughs> that was a contest. Yeah. Oh. Nobody won it though, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they still do that stuff anywhere i don't watch a lot of uh network television anymore to see if they still do that kind of stuff i don't think they do
0: not really no so uh rogers uh turns off the uh two-way mirror to reveal himself because okay they obviously blew their cover yeah um, and he tells the kids "Ah, you don't know what you want because you're kids and you're stupid <laughs> And Roger tells the kids to tell him what's wrong with the show. Tell me. <laughs> and, you know, Ralph starts crying and turning his nose to the left, indicating he did, like, Roger yelling at <laughs> okay. him. Cause... I mean, to
1: be fair, kids don't know what, I mean, kids know what they want for specific things, but for, like, something as complex as a TV show, I would not trust a kid's opinion. Well, no. I mean, why do you think kids don't write TV shows? Because they're because they're too young and that violates labor laws?
0: Sure. But <laughs> they don't know what they want. They're kids. Yeah. They just want to be entertained. And yes. I and and I don't think I mean Lisa Lisa and Bart, you know, at the beginning, they didn't necessarily not want to watch Itchy and Scratchy. They just wanted to do something else. Yeah. And uh you know, Lisa gets out of her seat to go talk to the to the network executives. It's like um, excuse me, sir. The thing is, there's not really anything wrong with the Itchy and Scratchy show. It's as good as it is good as ever. But after so many years, the characters <laughs> <laughs> just can't have the same impact they once had. And uh, Roger Myers Jr. is like, "That's it. That's it, little girl. You saved Itchy and Scratchy." And then the blue-haired lawyer walks. He's <laughs> like, "Please sign these papers indicating you did not save Itchy and Scratchy." because <laughs> uh, uh, she didn't but she but, did
1: but they don't want to give her credit
0: so. yeah i mean after eight seasons of the uh the simpsons you know they had to make a few changes here and there yeah. i changes. mean sh- although okay look we're definitely in the golden age of the simpsons and you know yeah. six seven eight nine they're all great seasons they're not running out of anything
1: nope. you but itchy and scratchy is Do they still Uh, even do Itchy and Scratchy shows anymore in the later seasons? Few and far between.
0: Yeah. There's not not many, but they do them every every once in a while. Yeah. Um, So Roger Meyer meets with Krusty and the staff, who are all caricatures of Simpsons crew members and writers.
1: (laughs) That's great. I I
0: like it. And to tell them he knows how to save the show. And he tells the writers it was so simple that they
1: wouldn't have thought of (laughs) it. Oh, my God. You know... I was, when I was watching this scene, because I'm I'm assuming when this episode airs, the writer's strike, and probably the actor's strike, is still going to be going on, and all I can think about is the writer's strike, watching yeah, but this, this, I'm was, like, this was 30 years ago, it has nothing I know. to do, with, nothing to do with what's going know, on today. I know, but you know, it still pops into, like, current, you know, I, I mean, it's still topical, I mean, shit, when, uh the new Futurama episodes dropped and they were talking about writers in the, the season premiere. Like we watched it at San Diego comic-con and the entire room was just like, Ooh, boy. They didn't know it was written and and animated
0: and done like a year and a half before. Correct. So they didn't, they didn't know. They did, no,
1: um, but it still hits, man. It still yeah. hits.
0: So, Rogers Solution is a new character and one that today's kids can relate to. And one of the writers asked Rogers if it's sure because uh, they're a duo. And yeah. Krusty says, uh, this isn't art, it's business. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically it is art. Yeah. And Krusty asked uh, what Rogers had in mind. And a sexy broad? Gangster octopus? See, a gangster octopus
1: would have been great.
0: Yeah. Or a sexy it's an- a- That would have been good, too. Yeah, but a sexy broad isn't an animal. Hey, fair enough, but Itchy and Scratchy could have had fun with that one. <laughs> and Roger's like, no. Because the animal chain of command goes mouse, cat, dog. <laughs> and uh, one of the staff asks, isn't a dog a tad predictable?
1: <laughs>
0: I mean- that's what they did on Tom and Jerry though, too. They had Tom yeah. and Jerry. And then they had what was the dog's name? Spike, Ritis? right? Oh,
1: Spike. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then they had and then they had uh Spike had a son, too. He did. So I I Tom and Jerry really kind of did that progression as well. Yeah. Which I mean, itchy and scratchy are based on the Tom, Tom and Jerry me. kind of cat and mouse cartoon. So yeah. um and so uh a lady a lady staff member says uh, They're talking about the original dog from hell. And a guy asks if she means Cerberus, which yep. is the literal dog from dog. hell in the Greek mythology. Yes. Um, And so the network ladies uh, side eyes the staff member and continues <laughs> her thought. He's like, we at the network want a dog with attitude. He's edgy. He's in your face. You've heard the expression, let's get busy. Well, this is a dog who gets busy. I love that. (laughs) Constantly and thoroughly.
1: Consistently.
0: Oh, sorry. Consistently and thoroughly. And Krusty's like, so he's proactive, huh? (laughs) Oh, God, yes. We're talking about a totally outrageous paradigm. And writer number three says, excuse me, but proactive and paradigm, aren't aren't those just buzzwords that dumb people use to sound important? (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm accusing you of anything like that. I'm fired, aren't I? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Roger Myers. The rest of you writers, start thinking of a name for this uh, funky dog. I don't know. Something along the lines of say Poochie. Only more proactive. <laughs> so uh you guys good with Poochie? Yeah, yeah, we're good with Poochie. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Yeah. Um and an artist uh draws the dog and Roger tells him no the dog is supposed to have attitude I yeah, like I was single, a dog regular, on four-legged dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a regular dog drawing. Yep. And Roger suggests some sunglasses and the network lady wants the dog in a hip hop context. And Krusty's like in a smear of surfer. Nice. And the, network, and the network lady says, should be, we should Rostify him by 10% or so. <laughs>
1: Rostify him. <laughs> Oh my god. So, you know, the artist finishes the new drawing, and Roger's like, this dog needs just a little more attitude. And so the artist just colors in the sunglasses. Yeah, but Roger suggested sunglasses, like, two
0: seconds ago. How come the guy didn't draw them already? (laughs) Uh,
1: He did, he just didn't color them in. Oh, they had to be colored in sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they all love it. Yeah, and they all love it. And... So now we cut to Homer reading the newspaper, and the headline on the front says "Funny dogs you make life worthwhile." <laughs> <laughs> so they've announced they've announced and released the sketch of Poochie. Yep. And I mean, do so shows par- normally do that? Like, no. if you're
0: going to have a new character, well, no. I guess with the internet these days, leaks
1: are always happening. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Here's, here's the problem: I don't really watch enough television to be like to go digging for information like that yeah
0: neither do i i like to be surprised like i try to
1: stay away from leaks spoilers all that stuff oh yeah like especially with like i mean i've i'm I'm definitely in the marvel fatigue stage but like like with like it's up to like infinity war i was like i'm like no spoilers don't tell me anything and now it's just like Tell me whatever you want. I'm going to forget anyways. And I'm going to yeah. watch it regardless. Yep. Um. And it's not going to hit any differently. Like, depending on the movie, I don't care. Like, if it's a movie I want to see, like, in theaters, don't freaking tell me anything about it. Like, the Mario movie. I didn't want to know anything. But if it's, like, a movie I know I'm going to watch, but I'm going to wait. Go ahead and spoil it. Because I'm going to forget anyways. Um, so Bart points out to Lisa that Itchy and Scratchy are adding a new character. And, he re- and Bart reads the name. He's like, Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's great. And so Lisa says uh, that they are adding a new character because of low ratings, which is true. It's true. They I think they already knew that because of the focus group. And yeah. so Roy walks in who is basically the human version of Poochie. Yep. And he's like, "Hi." Yep. So, and yeah, Roy, so basically they've added Roy as a as a funny side gag to Poochie. Yeah, cuz you know, adding a new character to the
0: Simpsons yeah. and yeah, so the backwards ball cap and untucked checkered <laughs> shirt worn by Poochie or Roy, you know, closely resemble the costume by the thematically similar
1: growing pains character luke bauer oh he was also and i believe it, uh poochie and roy were also similarly based on the on the fonzie yeah on the Fonz, on the Fonz, yeah yeah hey henry winkler wisconsin native um so homer tells everyone uh they are having an open audition for the voice of poochie and lisa tells homer he should try out
0: i mean he has um, a funny
1: voice right yeah, Lisa's like, Homer, you have a funny voice. And Homer's like, no, I don't. So I hate the sound of my own voice, like, listening to it back. And science tells us we actually don't hear our own voice because the way it, like, projects out and then goes back into our ears. Yeah. So, like, when you hear your the recording of your voice, that's as close to the sound of the voice as it's going to be. That's what people hear. Man, which I, is
0: I, which is funny because a lot of people have always said I should go into like cartoon like voice work because I have a pretty unique voice.
1: Are you sure about that cuz people think we sound alike?
0: Yeah, I know,
1: those <laughs> idiots. <laughs> okay now okay so okay so actually is, steve is doing the podcast by himself that's I what i was listening. wondering if you guys
0: if you guys that out there that listen to our podcast does it sound like i'm just talking to myself for an hour
1: or, or that uh, i'm talking to myself for an hour
0: <laughs> yeah let us know let us know in the comments of our episode let us know if we just sound like we're talking to
1: ourselves i mean i mean when uh when we visit our parents and now granted our mom has done this for years, she mixes us up because you know we're her kids. But Maybe like, we do I, sound alike. <laughs> but here's the, no, we do because uh, when we were young and like we talked to our grandmother on the phone, she would mix us up. Like, was that because she
0: didn't realize who she was talking to? Yes, or... because of
1: the sound of our voices. <laughs> All right. Like, I would say hello, and she'd be like, "Oh, hi, Steve." I'm like, "No, Grandma, it's rough. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure she did the same to you. I don't know. This was a long time ago. Hell, I think I think our grandmother confused me for our dad a couple of times. (laughs) Um, And uh, so Bart asks Homer if he has ever listened to listen to himself on tape recorder. And Homer says he prefers to listen to Cheap Trick. Me too, Homer. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, And Bart tells Homer to say something into his voice recorder that he just happens to have on him. Yeah. Homer's like, hey, this is Homer Simpson. Saying "howdy" to all the girls out there in radio land, and Bart plays it back. Or <laughs> screams. Oh, He's like, great. "Do I really sound like that?" He's like, "I don't like having such a hilarious voice." <laughs> I kind of, I want, I would have loved to have been in the room when they recorded the scene with Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, because I'm, I'm assuming this was. Not a dig at him, but, like, a funny, like, inside joke at The Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Bart tells Homer that Homer's voice could be his ticket to stardom. Meaning Homer's ticket to stardom. Yep. And so, Homer goes to the uh, Poochie Edition Auditions. Um, and, uh, uh, auditioning for the voice of Poochie, we have Lionel Hutz. Jimbo, Kearney, Miss Hoover, Hans Man, Troy McClure, who's the exact same voice as Lionel Hutz, yep. Otto and Homer. Man, I would, uh, I would actually love to see a Hans Poochie. That would have been great. That would have been great. So Otto is first, and he's like, he's like, man, it's kind of funny. You guys came up with a talking dog. What were you smoking when you came up with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And a staff member comes in and he just he's like auto he's like he tells Otto they were eating rotisserie chicken. Yeah, they weren't smoking <laughs> anything. Yeah, uh, like yeah. And uh uh he asks Otto to read the line and the line is Ruff Ruff, I am Poochie the Rockin' Dog. And Roger and Otto reads the line and Roger tells Otto he's perfect. No, you're more than perfect. Perfection is crap next to you. <laughs> oh that's <laughs> it's, great. Oh man. So uh Troy McClure auditions next in that sweet, sweet Phil Hartman voice. And uh he he goes, Ruff, rough, I'm Poochie the Rockin' Dog. And then he goes, Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may <laughs> remember me from such cartoons as Christmas 8. And Christmas 8 goes to summer camp. And so Roger uh, tells Troy uh, he's better than Otto, and Roger tells Otto to take a hike, because yeah. you know, moving on. That's not
0: how auditions work. I don't think you, no. you tell the person that he's like, oh, yeah. you did great. Next. Alright, you're bad. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, I I, don't, I feel like that's not how that works either. And so Homer tries out next, and he really just goes, ruff, rough, rough. I'm Poochie, the rockin' dog. Like, he doesn't really give anything to the voice. No. And Roger Myers uh, tells Homer, Now, that's just bad. You got no attitude. You're barely outrageous. And I don't know what you're in, but it's not my face. Next. (laughs) And Homer harshly goes, Oh, no attitude, eh? (laughs) Not in your face, huh? Well, you can cram it. In, you can cram it with walnuts. Ugly, and Roger Myers goes. That's it. That's the poochie attitude. Do that again. Number's like I can't. Huh? I can't. I don't remember what I did. <laughs> and so Roger's like, well, then you don't get the job, Max. Oh, I don't the
0: get the job. The job, man.
1: And Homer's <laughs> like, oh, I don't get the job, do I? Well, boo-hoo, I don't get to be a cartoon dog. And Roger's like, that's it, you've got the job. And Homer oh, continues, now oh, now job. I don't get the job, huh? No, oh, thank now you. I got the job, huh? Huh? Oh, thank oh. you, thank <laughs> you. Oh, that's great. And he, was so, he was in the zone there, man. Uh, yeah. And uh Homer. So now we cut to Homer in his first recording section, and they ask him for a mic check, and he does the Sally sells seashells tongue twister, but he's like Sally sheets shells sheet sheet, <laughs> like he says sheet over and over how, again. That's not how you do <laughs> mic check, is
0: it? Or I guess a lot of actors do like don't like is that like a news anchor thing? Like so, news anchors will like say like weird phrases to make sure they're like.
1: No intonation that, and stuff. No that's an anchor man legend. Like they don't um so some people so mic checks there's a variety like you can just normally what we tell anchors and reporters and guests to do is just to talk normally, have a conversation. Like sure speak like how we're speaking, that's how you're supposed to, mic check. Uh the funniest the funniest one that, that ever happened and it's not what the reporter said, it's how the director reacted to it. I used to work with a reporter who he would do his mic checks by doing uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh. And the director would just be like, dude, just talk fucking normally. Like, he's, <laughs> like, not at, like he wouldn't say this to the reporter, but like in the head, he's like, God, just talk normally. But, um, I know, I do know of an anchor who did vocal warmups and he's the only anchor I've ever seen. That's what I was talking about. But that's warmups. Like that's getting your voice ready, but he's the only one I've ever seen do vocal warmups. Most report, most reporters and anchors I work with just, they just, you know, do their bit. But a lot of mic checks are just like, you know, you can say mic one, two, three, here's my mic check, blah, blah, blah. Like. It's it's normally nothing special, so what Homer is doing, yes, is fine, but I would just recommend just talking in a normal <laughs> voice and not trying to do a tongue twister. Oh, okay.
0: So, uh, um, his co-voice actor, you know, tells him to relax, you know, calm down, yeah. it's okay, it's your first day, I get it. Yeah. And she introduces herself as June Bellamy. And she is the voice of Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> now, in this episode, Bellamy uh oh I'll I'll get there in a minute. Um so she does the um Homer you know, Homer can't believe that she actually because she's a lady, but you a lady. How can you do itchy and scratchy? Which is boys. funny
1: which is funny because Bart is voiced by a woman.
0: Yep. Yeah, in those shows, she does the voices at Homer's lab's like, oh, it is really you. <laughs> and, you know, Homer asks, you know, how she got so good. She's like, eh, it's just experience, which a lot of voice actors just kind of get, the, I mean, a yeah. lot of Simpson voice actors do multiple voices on the, the show. Yeah. And it's funny because like, when she did Itchy and, and Scratchy, yeah. you got you know, Dan Castellaneta doing several voices, and a lot of times he's talking to himself Yes, during recordings because yeah. he's like talking as the same character, like Homer and Grandpa. They'll actually yeah. have a conversation back and forth. I think he did that on either Conan O'Brien. I think it was oh, Conan O'Brien. It was Conan. Conan, yeah, where he actually did like uh, you know, Homer and Grandpa both. talking to himself on the show. It was really funny. They they, yeah. they do really good. And uh, she was. She says she was also she was the original Roadrunner, and uh, she says me and Homer, you know, asked said, Don't you mean meet me? Nah, they just recorded me once and doubled it up on the soundtrack,
1: cheap bastards. So, man, you know, and that's actually true. So yep. I I don't remember if we mentioned this on the podcast, but we got to meet uh uh Paul Paul Fielding. Is that his first name? David Dan? Fielding. David, David Fielding. Fielding. Sorry, Dave. Um, who was the voice of Zordon in the original Power Rangers and he literally went in for a day. Didn't yep. even get to meet any of the Power Rangers. They recorded his lines, did some facial expressions, and paid him $150. Yep. That was one it. one day. And they, they, used, they used his voice for, like, hundreds of episodes.
0: Yeah. It's
1: kind of like, crazy. That is some absolute garbage. And it's true. Like, they do it because they're cheap. Yep. They don't want to pay people. So, fun fact for you. So, in the episode, I mentioned Bellamy
0: claims that she provided the beep beep sound for Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons. In reality, the phrase was voiced by Paul Julian. Ah. So just a fun fact for you guys. Yeah. Um, and uh let's see. So Roger walks in to hand out the scripts, because they need scripts to, you know, read. Yes. And uh and during Homer's first recording session, Roger Byer's like, you folks ready to begin? It's like, uh, I guess. Is this episode going to air live?
1: <laughs> this isn't the news, Homer. <laughs> it's like, and it's actually, like... you know, the funny, the, the sad part about that is I can't even say that anymore because one of the major companies that owns uh television, uh, local television stations are pre-recording the news. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah,
0: so Jude Bellamy's like, no, Homer, very few cartoons are
1: broadcast
0: live. Very few?
1: (laughs) Uh, Try none of them. (laughs)
0: He's like,
1: it's a terrible strain on the animator's wrist. (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: Now, you
1: could could technically do a live cartoon. Obviously, everything has to... Well, as long as the animation's done. Correct. That's what I was going to say. As long as everything's pre-animated out and obviously there's a script... You could theoretically do a "quote unquote" live animation episode. I well, um, want to hear what's what, what's funny about that is they do
0: live orchestras for movies. Yes. So, like, I, I think recently Jurassic Park did that um, in I think it was L.A., maybe the Hollywood Bowl or something, where yeah. they play the movie, but yep. the or the score, plays- the score yep. is done by a wow. live orchestra. So timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality, timing is really of the essence when it comes to that. So I feel like doing live animation with voices might not be, you know, as long as your timing's right. Yeah, I mean, it, it
1: would be because did the I mean, did the Simpsons, quote unquote, do a live episode? No, they've never quote, done a live unquote, episode. No, did they like it was a fake live episode? Oh, like like recently? Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was in like, I no, I think it was in like the late 20s. Oh, I don't remember that. Like the late, like when I say late 20s, I mean like the 28th, 29th season or something like that. I could have sort, I think, or was it Bob's Burgers? Man, there's too many animated shows that do weird shit. Yep. So uh, we get
0: Toon Beat Magazine and Homer Simpson and Poochie, the voice of cool. Yep. Because they're, they're ready to rock and roll. They're yep. ready to air this episode. And yep. we see uh, people in the town getting ready. And a puts out a cardboard cutout of Poochie. It has a talking bubble, and on it he writes "Brillo pads, ninety eight cents."
1: That's. I feel like that's actually pretty cheap for a Yeah, that is pretty cheap for a What's he doing? Well, uh, uh, unless he's selling, no, no, unless he's selling one Brillo pad for ninety eight cents, that's fucking expensive. They're like, they're, you can buy them for like thirty cents, even still today.
0: Yeah, and. Before, I, I mean, usually this is done after the episode airs, but they're doing a meet the voices of Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie today at the, uh, com, uh, what, Androids Dungeon. Yeah. Comic um, book shop. Comic book. Comic And it's comic a book signing. Guys. Yeah. Well, it's Q&A and Q&A yes. and signing. Yeah. Um, and so we get a few people that we, uh, recognize. So Benjamin, Doug and Gary, who were introduced in Homework Goes to College, attend the Meet the Voices of Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie at, and the signing at Android's Dungeon. Yep. And Homer doesn't seem to recognize them, which is
1: yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: And, and also uh, signing his database. Da- yeah. Database is at the signing, too. Yep. But uh, Doug asks a question. He's like, hi, this is, <laughs> this question is for Ms. Bellamy. In episode 2, F09, when Itchy plays Scratchy's skeleton like a xylophone, he strikes the same rib twice in Succession. Yet he produces two clearly different tones. I mean, what are we? To believe this is some sort of a <laughs> magic xylophone or something? Boy,
1: I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. So before you continue, um, Doug references the production number 2F09. Um, that is the production number of the episode Homer the Great.
0: Oh. Yep. Nice. And June Bellamy's like, uh, well, uh, and Homer's Homer's like, I'll field this one. Let me ask you a question. Why would a man whose shirt says genius at work spend all of his time watching a children's cartoon show? (laughs) 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 And Doug's like, I withdraw my question. And then, uh, database is like, ah, excuse me, Mr. Simpson, uh, on the itchy and scratchy CD-ROM, is there a way to get out of the dungeon without using the wizard's key? I
1: was like, "What the hell
0: are you talking
1: about?" <laughs> I didn't even know what the hell database is talking about.
0: I I don't unless on one of the old school like Simpsons games. There's a itchy and the itchy and scratchy part of one of those old school games.
1: I, maybe like, like
0: for Nintendo or Super Nintendo or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Unfortunately, don't don't remember it that those games that well. So. But I like how he says CD-ROM, not, like, video game <laughs> or anything. Yeah. So clearly it was a computer-based uh, yeah. game, which is kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I always hate when idiots ask dumb questions at uh, Q&As. Yes. We don't get that too much anymore. Like, this this type of, of questions. Because, realistically, the actors and voice actors don't know why any of that stuff exists. <laughs> That's just the animators or the sound producers or stuff like that. It's not the actors. Come on, leave the actors alone. And so June tells Homer that he's a lifesaver because she can't deal with the hardcore fans. (laughs) Uh, And so comic book guy speaks up and says, Homer will now be signing eight by tens and it's one per customer and no cutting in line. And then comic book guys like, "Excuse me, coming through. Excuse me, can you please sign four of these pictures? <laughs> sign one of them. Uh, I can't remember what my name. And then three of these other ones that are just the same name as me.
1: <laughs> oh, that's Yeah, fantastic.
0: I, I mean, I don't remember many. Well, Stan Lee is probably the biggest one that I know. Oh, of, yeah. where it's uh-huh. one per, per where it's one per person. Mm-hmm. Um." But me and you were just at the Kevin Smith signing in San Diego. Yes. And that handler, man, was like, one per
1: person, get the fuck out of here. Dude, <laughs> don't talk I, to him. So, I, I again, I, we didn't, I don't think we talked about this experience either. When we did that signing, I think Kevin Smith was so annoyed by that handler because Steve was wearing a Kevin Smith fan club shirt, and Kevin Smith signed that shirt. Sorry, Steve, you were no longer allowed to wear that shirt. Nope. Um. But uh, we had gotten movies before the signing, because Kevin Smith does the movies restaurant pop-up, and I, we both had a plastic cup, a nice plastic cup, and I brought it upstairs with me, he signed my, my clerk's DVD, I grabbed the cup, and he's like, oh, let me sign for that, and sign that for you too, and he signed the <laughs> cup. So I'm pretty sure he was annoyed with that handler. Yeah, because he was like, only supposed to sign one
0: thing, and we got two. Nice. Which is awesome. So yeah. you know, people come up to the Simpsons to join them for Homer's big premiere. Cause why not have a big premiere party for for yeah. Homer? Yeah. And you know, Bart. I love how Barney <laughs> in the background can be heard saying, "Yeah, Poochie's based off of me." <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I don't think um, you were even in the writers' room when they came up through Poochie. No. For <laughs> no. Um, and then you know, Jas- Jasper apparently. I'm mean, guessing Abe, I guess, invited yeah. Jasper to the house, and he sits down and asks Bart if this seat is taken. But Jasper calls Bart a little girl. Is this C-taken, little girl? And then Bart's like, are you blind? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, Roy is stoked. And uh, he's like, I'm stoked for you, Mr. S. (laughs) And uh, this Mr. S uh, echoes Fonzie calling the Cunninghams Mr. and Mrs. C on Days.
1: Yep.
0: So, I love it. I love... The, the the references with Roy here. You gotta give Roy yeah. some sort of dimension. Not a lot. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. And Marge tells everyone to quiet down because the episode's about to air. Mm-hmm. And Krusty comes on to introduce the episode saying, they witnessed stuff so extraordinary that it becomes part of our heritage. And then he continues, 1969, man walks on the moon. 1971, man walks on the moon. Again. And then for a long time, nothing happened.
1: <laughs> Wasn't it, was
0: it the 70s uh, Vietnam? Uh, yeah, Vietnam. And then we had uh, the Berlin Wall coming down in the 80s. And uh, we had a lot of stuff happen, <laughs> Krusty. <laughs> a lot, a lot, of of, lot, of, lot of things happened. Desert Storm in the 90s. Yeah. A lot of things, Krusty. <sighs> yeah. But none of them that important. Yeah. Um, and so then we get Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie Show. The Beagle. Has
1: landed. And I love I love when they do the intro, they're like they and fight, bark, fight and, and fight yeah. bark, and fight fight, fight. fight. Bark, bark bark bark. bark, <laughs> bark. <laughs> <laughs> woof woof woof. <laughs> Itchy and scratchy and poochy. Shoo. Yep. It was good. I yeah. uh I I love the intro. They had
0: to alter it a little bit. I love how they didn't change the intro at all. Yeah. They just kinda added the woof and bark. Added the woof and bark in there. Yeah. Uh, so then the Beagle has landed. We see Itchy and Scratchy drive the car, or drive a car, and they pass a sign that indicated they are approaching a fireworks factory. Dude, this is great! Itchy and Scratchy are going to a fireworks factory. This is going to be awesome. And then, seeing Poochie at the side of the road, they stop. And Poochie introduces himself in a rap song, which is, My name's Poochie D, and I let rock the telly. I'm half Joe Campbell and a third Fonzarelli. I'm the Kung Fu Hippie from Gangsta City. I'm a rapping surfer, you fool I pity. So is he also (laughs) Mr. T? He's also Mr. T. (laughs) And uh, during during the rap song, he slam dunks a basketball while he rides a bike. And then finally he takes off in Itchy and Scratchy's car, driving past the fireworks factory. What <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love during the whole, like, rap, yeah. like,
1: they cut to Milos is like,
0: "But well, when are I getting to the
1: fireworks factory? <laughs> and then Mo's like, what's, go-? and like, he's sitting next to Margie, like, what's going on, man, explain it to me. And Homer tells Mo to be quiet. Because <laughs> Mo is missing the jokes. What jokes? You're just rapping. There are no jokes. No. Okay. So is this the first episode that Mo calls Marge Midge? No, he did it in a couple other episodes. Okay. Like I think the the dinner party episode. I think he called her Midge. I think there's okay. one other one. Because he's yeah. been calling her
0: Marge for like almost the whole sh- season, sort whole show so far. And now it's no. He's Midge.
1: called her no. He's called her Midge a couple times way earlier. Okay. Um, and so uh, Poochie tells Itchy and Scratchy he will catch them on the flip side, dudes. Which, <laughs> you know, it's funny when he said that, I'm like, did they rip off the Boondock Saints? <laughs> but he, they did not because the Boondock Saints didn't come out until 97. And then so, he goes... So so the, so Boondock Saints ripped off the Simpsons. Well, the Simpsons did it
0: first. Exactly.
1: Or actually they probably did. I'm assuming it was something that said in the 80s. Oh, catch maybe. you on the flip side and he goes to shake their hands but then he pulls his hand back and goes not god this <laughs> is such a 90s fucking thing and then he oh, talks to the camera and he's like hey everybody recycle to the extreme god <laughs> that's just, this this that that whole segment was so freaking 90s man cuz you had extreme you had the flip side you had not oh my god And so, yeah, and as Steve said, Poochie drives past the fireworks factory, and the show ends, and the audience reacts at the Simpsons' house, and Elsa goes, oh, that's stung. And Homer's like, well, what did everybody think? (laughs) And people grumble and walk out. Ned Flanders and Lenny stay for a moment. Ned, Homer, I can honestly say that was the best episode of Impy and Chimpy I've ever seen. I mean, it had no violence in it, so I, I mean. uh, Carl's like, yeah, you should be very proud, Homer. You uh, got a beautiful home here. (laughs) Uh, It's great. Oh my god, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then everybody leaves, and as Nelson leaves, he hits Bart on his way out. Because, fair. And uh, Homer asks uh, his family if the episode was okay, and Bart's like, Can we go to dinner without bed? Can we go to bed without dinner? Can we go to dinner without bed? Uh Yep. (laughs) Can we go to dinner without bed? Sure. Now, Bart says, Can we go to bed without dinner? And Marge is like, Yes, yes, we can. And they all head upstairs. (laughs) Yep. All of them. Marge, Maggie, Bart, and Lisa. And Homer says, Well, at least I liked it. (laughs) Didn't I? I liked it, right? And Homer's brain's like, Homer. You don't want to know what I think. And Homer's brain tells Homer to look sad and it's say so dough <laughs> and he's like dough. Uh yeah, yeah, Homer didn't like it either. So, the Simpsons sit around the kitchen table eating breakfast and Homer is obviously sad and Homer's like I'm the worst Poochie ever. You're the only Poochie ever. Yeah. Lisa's like, "No, it's not your fault, Dad. You did fine." It's just that Poochie was a soulless byproduct of committee thinking. You can't be (laughs) cool just by spouting a bunch of worn-out buzzwords. Parts like, well, don't have a cow (laughs) lease.
0: Which is great.
1: What is this, now the
0: third episode now, where they bring up like, what being
1: cool is? Yeah, I was just thinking about uh, the summer of Four Foot Two, where they're at the end of the episode, they're driving home, and uh, Archie's like, well, I'm cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe you're cool if you don't think you're cool. Well, if nobody tells you you're cool, how do you know? Yeah. And Marge uh, Marge says, Bart is right. Let's none of them have a pal. (laughs) Sure. Um, And so Marsh says, as long as the fans like the episode, it'll be okay. And Bart goes to the comic book shop. And comic book guy's like, last night's Itchy and Scratchy was, without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Which is the first utterance. Of Comic book guys' catchphrase of worst noun ever, yeah. And... and
0: and so, if you guys don't know, there was a actually just read oddly enough, I just read this in my uh, 100 Things You Should Know or uh read about for about the Simpsons. And so, I was in the 90s, I was never really on the internet in the blog world, oh, but, yeah. But there was a Simpsons blog, um, where the catchphrase, worst episode ever was actually taken from the blog alt.tv.simpsons newsgroup. And I just read it the other night, and now, I honestly, I can't remember which episode. The guy, oh, was it monorail? It was the monorail episode. Someone literally said that was the worst (laughs) episode ever.
1: That guy's a moron. Yeah,
0: and so that's where they took this phrase from, Uh... worst episode ever. They took it from that idiot, (laughs) <laughs> that that said that on that blog
1: yeah that guy's a moron uh and comic book guys like rest assured that i was on the internet within minutes yep. registering my disgust throughout the world yes and that's 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 yeah. where this alt.tv.simpson yeah. kind of joke comes in and you know especially now like in the late 90s the internet like wasn't as easy i mean it was easy to access but especially not like it is now where everybody has access to the internet. Well, now now
0: it's just garbage.
1: Yeah. But like, I was like, man, if the Simpsons only knew what the internet was going to be like 20 years from then. Yeah. Uh, And Bart goes, Hey, I know it wasn't great, but what right do you have to complain? (laughs) As a loyal viewer, I feel they owe me. (laughs) What? They've given you thousands of hours of entertainment for free. What could they possibly owe you? I mean, if anything, you owe them. Comic book guy, worst episode ever. Yep. <laughs> um, technically, it's not. I mean, I guess to us, it is somewhat free content, but yeah. it's well, not was because free. Fox was over over the air. Fox was antenna, but they still had commercials. Commercials, like you still needed advertisers to put the show on air because. That way the advertisers were getting money from the viewers watching the episode to go buy their shit. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, television, when it first started out, was always supposed to be free. There there was only ever supposed to be like, I don't remember, it's been so long since I've read about it. There was only supposed to be like an hour in the day where they were allowed to advertise Oh. And so, like, like uh, shows used to be free, so to speak, where there wasn't a lot of advertisement, and then it kind of flipped, and now TV is more or less dictated by advertisers, and not the other way around. It, it's been so long since I've looked it up. It's it, it's crazy though how television has changed so much. Yep. So now Kent Brockman is giving his two cents. And he's like, it looks like it's the beginning of the end for Hitchy and scratchy. He's like, I've been I've been waiting impatiently for years for cracks to appear in the show. Yep. Man, I, I sort of god, they like they definitely went on the internet and found people and took their you know their oh, yeah. takes. Yep. That's because, yeah, That was that was the whole point of that website <laughs> though. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's definitely plenty of, oh yeah, this show was great. I've been waiting for this show to look like shit though, so I can complain about it. And Kent's like, far be it from me to gloat in another's downfall, but I have a feeling no children are going to be crying when this puppy is put to sleep. <laughs> Jesus, fucking great! Actually, I think kids would. I think kids would be pissed. Maybe. I mean, no one liked Poochie anyways, so. Yes. Uh, well, they were talking about. Well, Kent was talking about the show, not just Poochie. Yeah. Um. And so. Uh, oh yeah. So, Ken says his prayers were answered the day before when Poochie made his howling, unfunny Dave beat, and then he goes into that spiel about the downfall of the show. And so, Krusty Krusty turns off the TV. He's like, what happened? And the network lady uh, says, uh, she contributes the product failure to a fundamental shift in their key demographics, (laughs) coupled with the overall crappiness of Poochie. No, it's just the crappiness of Poochie. Your demographics did not shift. Yeah. Your demographics are still five five to ten-year-olds. Well, maybe thirteen. Yeah. Um, and so, Krusty, you know, cries and tells the network lady, she needs to stop this thing. And, he's, and Krusty continues crying, saying, they need to do something because he is getting egged on the street. <laughs> it's not his fault, it's Roger Myers' fault. Yeah, but it's his show.
0: Yeah, but...
1: It's his show. It doesn't matter,
0: man. He doesn't write Itchy
1: and Scratchy. Yeah, but he does air it. Alright, maybe. Dude, you know how often like, people email local news to complain about, like, stories? It's not necessarily, like, reporters will pitch stuff, but ultimately it's up to the news director to decide what the angle of the story is gonna be. Like, A good example, We just uh, recently we had uh, strong storms pass through some of the smaller areas of the viewing area, and uh, the one city we covered has like an airplane on display and it was knocked over, and a viewer rightly actually emailed in saying, why didn't you actually cover the damage that affected people? I'm like, yeah, no, they're right. But the reporter was like, it wasn't my call. Yeah. So, for you, those of you who watch local news, just remember, it, it's not necessarily the reporter's call on what they cover. Um, and so Homer knocks on the conference door and lets himself in, and he tells Roger he has some ideas to improve the show. <laughs> Homer's like, yeah, this would never freaking happen. Uh, Homer's first improvement is to make Poochie louder and angrier, <laughs> and give him access to a time machine. <laughs> Second improvement, whenever Poochie is not on screen, all the other characters should be asking, Where's, Where's Poochie?
0: God, I can't remember what I was joking about the other day. I was using this reference. I'm like, Yeah, when, when this guy's not on screen, everyone should be asking, Where's this guy? <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. So Homer's about to give his third suggestion when Roger stops him and tells him, eh, You can leave your ideas on the floor on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. And uh, Homer, you know, leaves and puts his list on the ground. And then Homer stops and goes into the closet with boxes of hate mail for Poochie. Boxes labeled Poochie hate mail and another one labeled Poochie hate mail foreign. (laughs) How did they get there so fast? This episode just aired. And (laughs) a third. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And a third labeled Poochie death threats. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe they're all letters from the people within the town. Yeah, maybe.
0: That's a lot of letters. Yeah. And so Homer opens up an, uh, another door to listen to the conversation. And Rogers says they need to do something with Poochie. And Crusty says there's only one thing they can do. And Homer gets a surprised look on his face. What are they going to do with Poochie? And Homer tells yeah. the family they're going to kill off Poochie. Now, before we go any farther, another fun cultural reference here. Homer hiding in the closet to hear what the network executives were planning to do with Poochie is a reference to Jay Leno reportedly yeah. he's dropping on a conversation between NBC executives on whether he or David Letterman would replace Johnny Carson as the host of The Tonight Show. Uh, God damn you, Jay Leno. Oh, Jay Leno.
1: He's got a lot uh, of cars.
0: Yeah, that's what he's, he's good for. Yes. Cars.
1: Yeah.
0: And so Bart says, Really? And he's, like, really happy about it. And he tries to disguise his happiness by saying, <laughs> how terrible. And Lisa says, yes. It's terrible. <laughs> and Marge tells Homer that it isn't his fault. It's the lousy writer's fault. <laughs> oh, these writers. Uh, and Marge says, the writers make her madder than a yak in heat. Do, do yaks get angry when they're in heat? I don't know. I think she was just saying how poor the Simpsons writers are.
1: Maybe. Because they can't come
0: up with a good matter then.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get the joke.
0: Yeah. And so Homer tells Mars that she's right. And he won't let them treat Poochie like dirt just because he's the new guy. And then Roy <laughs> tells Homer, right on. Put a sock in it, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah,
1: that's so good.
0: Uh, so Roger explains the so they're back at the studio, and uh, Roger Myers is explaining the scene to everyone and says, This is where Itchy lunges at Poochie with a chainsaw, and he cues the sound effect of a chainsaw, and it's okay, but he wants it to sound rustier. <laughs> Kill Poochie with a rusty chainsaw. Yeah. And, then he, and then he calls for action, and June reads her line, asking if Poochie, if he's ready to die... And Homer's like, no, I am not. And then Roger yells cut and tells Homer to stick to the script as written. And he's like, he's Roger, he's like, please, cut off my head. I don't deserve to live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need some Uh, violence in this episode. Yes. Uh, And Homer says uh, never and rips up the script and tosses it in the trash. And everyone in the room is surprised and nervous. Yeah. And Homer says, just can't kill off a classic character.
1: Poochie is Poo. not a classic character. Yep.
0: And Homer says, Poochie could be bigger than curly
1: fries. Nothing could be bigger than curly fries.
0: I don't know, they're pretty small. Or big, I'm not sure. Didn't Arby's come up with that?
1: Curly fries? Or is that no. just a normal thing? I, I don't know who came up with curly fries, but curly fries are freaking delicious, man. Yeah, they're just fries in a curly form. They're just fries. No, they season them a little bit differently. I mean, At least in Arby's.
0: Yeah, Arby's. But I'm just saying, curly fries are just fries, just in a curl curl form.
1: And they're better that way. Oh, are they? They taste better? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Homer says he just needs to win back the audience, and he's like, I'm going to read the lines I wrote with my own <laughs> two hands. Uh, Homer, you should have only needed one hand to write the lines. <laughs> and uh, Roger tells Homer to forget about it, because they can do the show without him. Eh, sure, yeah, they could just they could literally, they could just ignore Poochie and just go back to itchy and scratchy. They could. And June comes to Homer's defense and threatens not to record, and now Roger is upset, and June asks Roger to let Homer try the new lines. And so Roger's like, fine. Action. And June goes, uh, she asks, she reads a line where she asks Poochie if he has something to say. Do you? And Homer (laughs) asks Poochie's like, yes, I do. He says, "Hello there, Itchy. I know there are a lot of people that don't like me and wish I would go away, but I think they got off on the wrong foot." He knows he can come off a little proactive that. Sorry, but if people could find it in, find a place in their hearts for a little dog no one wanted, Homer knows they can make them laugh and cry till they grow old together. Is that a reference and to Santa's Little Helper? Maybe. Because a little dog that... that no one wanted, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Roger's like, caught. And June starts clapping. And the crew joins in. And everybody's now clapping for Homer. Because, <laughs> you know, it was a great right line. Yep. And, and so now, the Simpsons sit around and watch uh Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show. And Homer explains to the kids that he knows they liked the old Poochie. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> uh, but the new one is going to be better than ten Super Bowls. I mean, the way the Super Bowls have been lately, possibly. Yeah. Uh, And he's he's like, I don't want to oversell it, but (laughs) you'll just have to judge for yourselves. And so we go to the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show, where Itchy has Scratchy frozen in a block of ice for an ice sculpture festival. Itchy starts his chainsaw and starts to cut Scratchy when (laughs) Poochie comes in. And uh, Itchy asks the line about Poochie wanting to say something. And uh, Homer, as Poo- you know, Poochie says, I do. But then the, the frame freezes and Roger Meyer's voice is heard and he goes, I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> and so Poochie, quote unquote, floats out of frame and the cell number you see is 4F12SC273 and F412 is the production number for this episode. Yep. So, two production numbers in one episode. Yeah. Um, and so, we get a note on screen that says, Poochie died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And Bart is surprised that Poochie came from another planet, and uh, Lisa is dumbfounded as well. And uh, Homer's like, that's not how the scene was supposed to go. It's like, those sphinx they double-crossed me. Yep, they
0: did, Homer. You got double-crossed. Yep. and then Krusty comes on, <laughs> and he's like, "Now, uh it's like Poochie's dead! Yay!" <laughs> now, kids, we all know that sometimes when cartoon characters die, they're back again the very next week, <laughs> and like Scratchy, and that's why I'm presenting this sworn affidavit that Poochie will never, ever, ever return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And then the blue haired lawyer comes on, and says a document confirms to, uh, to all applicable laws and statutes.
1: And then the kids cheer again. So it's funny because this, I went, did South Park start airing in 97? Yeah. Like, but after this episode came out. Yeah, I think so. Cause this was early, right? Yeah. This was yeah. February. So it must've been later in the year. So I wonder if Vassar, Matt Stone, and Trey Parker kind of got the idea to kill Kenny off every week. Maybe. Well, you know, the the South Park stole everything from The Simpsons. So. Correct. So, Like, it's maybe. funny, because when he said that line, I'm like, that's not a dig at South Park, because South Park hasn't even, like, what? My question is, like, what shows? I mean, I guess there was a ton of cartoons that did that, maybe? I don't know. Well,
0: animals never really died. I wouldn't say died. I mean... Wiley Coyote, you could say, died like twenty times in one episode, but he never really died. Yeah. So I don't yeah, I don't know. Um I guess it's possible. And then yeah. Bart and Lisa were also cheering until they remember about Homer. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, Bart tells Homer, that's a tough break. And people just weren't ready for Poochie. And says, Maybe in a few years. Uh nope. Nope. I don't think Poochie ever makes a comeback. Nope. Never. You know, I was just at, funny enough, I was just at my uh, local record store, yeah. and I did see a Super 7 figure for Poochie. No way. Yeah, I was half tempted to buy it. You should have bought it. It's still there. But maybe maybe in the future I might might go buy Poochie, <laughs> because he might be worth something someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, Roy comes in to tell The Simpsons he's got his own place now with two sexy ladies. I believe that is supposed to be a reference to Three's Company. That is correct. Him moving in with two sexy ladies as we're calling Jack Trippers in Three's Company. Yeah. So good pull. Glad you knew that. So yeah. March tells Roy goodbye and maybe we'll see him again in a few years. <laughs> I don't think no. Roy's
1: ever reappeared in a Simpsons <laughs> episode.
0: Nope. We should bring Roy back. Did no, you know, we really should. Did, did you know that Roy was actually supposed to be in Earlier than this episode, really, Roy was originally conceived for the time and punishment segment of the season six episode Triassic Horror 5, living uh... with the Simpsons in one of the alternate timelines as the second teenage son in the family.
1: Interesting,
0: yeah. so, but now we'll never see him again. Nope, so Barge tells Roy goodbye. Oh, yeah, and so Homer says he learned his lesson and that he lost creative control on the project and he forgot to ask for any money. <laughs> well, live and learn. <laughs> he didn't get paid.
1: Uh, well, uh, I mean, they are cheap bastards.
0: Yeah. Good job, T- Good job Homer. <laughs> and then Bart and Lisa watch Itchy and Scratchy, where Itchy shoots an apple on Scratchy's head and hits the apple, which makes Scratchy think that he's safe, and the arrow pierces a vat of carbolic acid, which burns off Scratchy's fur.
1: Yeah,
0: and Bart and Lisa laugh and Bart says back to the basics and Lisa says that they should thank their lucky stars that they are still putting out a program (laughs) of this caliber after so many years (laughs) and then they stare at the TV and Bart asks Lisa what else is on and Lisa changes the channel and then our screen shows uh, static to end the episode because oh the simpsons are still putting on quality programming Oof. after all these years i
1: don't i i mean i don't know how much quality there is uh after season 13 uh i know you've said the new season seems to circle back to uh the golden yeah, the age a st- little bit
0: yeah the new stuff's uh, pretty good i mean I mean a lot of people kind of, you know, give us when they think the Simpsons went downhill, a lot of it's see anything after season 15. Yeah. We're about halfway there. We'll we'll uh we'll see where things go, but this episode, this episode, I'm going to go for M's um, Sprinkles. Um I know a lot of people love Poochie, love the episode, they love the kind of socialish commentary to it. I mean, it's it's fun. It's a fun episode, but I am just not at that five everything's coming up millhouse stage. Um Homer being a voice of a cartoon character is kind of kind of cool. But yeah. they could have come up with I mean I don't know if they could have come up with something else, but they, I guess they had to give Homer something to do. Yeah. But uh I mean I love I love the uh recording bit at the studio. Um yeah. I love Homer's audition. Homer's audition's yeah. really fun. Like he gets in the zone and starts you know be like oh that's it i've got <laughs> i got the job now huh yeah. oh thank you like i love it like it's it's good i just can't put it in the top echelon of
1: episodes that that are my favorite no this is I, i'm gonna go for sprinkles as well it doesn't hit that top tier it's funny i enjoy it it almost seems like it is mostly in a story plot i would say it's all a story story, yeah but i don't know man there's just it there seems to be some discombobulation with it like it doesn't seem to have like a good flow per se yeah Um, from from
0: homer getting the from them going to the
1: panel to the
0: creating of the show it like makes it seem like episodes are created like well okay to be fair South Park can be done in forty eight hours if needed. Correct. Be. So,
1: but that's just the way they animate their yeah, stuff. Yeah, this though. is
0: this is like coloring. This is all yeah. hand drawn. This is a lot
1: of, a lot. a so, lot of work. So, yeah, it's just yeah. There's some funny. Like the audition is pretty fun. Um, I I do like the social commentary on how television shows add a character to try to save the show. I ha- I was actually talking to a coworker about this episode. And he brought up, you know, the whole jumping the shark phrase, which oh, yeah, comes yeah. from which comes from Fonzie literally jumping a shark <laughs> on Happy Days. And the funny thing is, the whole jumping the shark phrase is so misused because actually, Happy Days, even after that episode and the subsequent season, they did pretty well in ratings. Like everybody, like everybody's like, oh yeah, that's the the downfall of Happy Days is when Fonzie jumped the shark, but people <laughs> were still watching it the following season. It was still doing good numbers. So, I mean, this is also, like, kind of that social commentary of, quote-unquote, jumping the shark with Itchy, at least with Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, it does. It just doesn't reach that five for me. Um, it's, it's definitely a memorable episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, because poochie. of because of Poochie. Yeah. Because of how shitty he is. Um but yeah, it it's 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 not it's not the worst episode ever. No, um, it's not. But uh, it's a four sprinkles.
0: Yeah, the biggest thing to come out of this episode is the end of the episode where they there is definitely some memes where like oh, a man. character will leave a show and they'll do the whole like <laughs> I died on the way to my planet sort of thing. <laughs> which yeah, is great. Yeah. So a good memes come out of this episode too. So let's finish it up with our character profile. And this week we have the, in your face, proactive dog Poochie. And his purpose is to increase the itchy and scratchy show ratings. And uh, maybe worked <laughs> for a day. Cause I'm sure millions of people watched yeah. the, the episode. You know, it's funny. You're like, Oh, everyone watched the episode. The ratings are great now, but he did poorly. <laughs> Uh, his paradigm: the original dog from hell, part rapper, part surfer. Attributes: gets busy, a dog with attitude, and in your face. His downfalls: too busy, too much <laughs> attitude, and too much in your face. Doesn't make much sense. Yeah. And Poochie's end: he dies on the way back to his home planet. Sad. Very. Very sad, poor, poor Poochie. So, <laughs> end of another episode. Unfortunately, we didn't add another character to our episode like uh, no. The Simpsons did, but we still had fun doing it. So, check us out on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. Um, you can find our podcast on all of our podcasting platforms. Um, so just head over there, like, comment, subscribe. We're on YouTube, YouTube Music. Um, so like, share, and subscribe to to our channels. And uh thanks for listening to our podcast. It's uh we're coming up on uh 175 here soon. So another I don't I guess I don't know if that's really a milestone, but I like uh even number milestones. So we did oh, fun fact though. We actually just cracked 30,000 downloads of our podcast. So, thanks nice. to everyone listening. That's that's huge. I love the number of downloads of our episode. 30,000. So, Let's uh, see if we can get to 40,000 quicker. We'll see what we can do. Um, lastly, uh, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, um, head over to your cell phone, dial 612 584 0986, listen to Jaden LeBron's voicemail message, and uh, leave us a fun voicemail. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.